You are listening to the MMA Scene Podcast, a show that covers the sport of mixed martial arts globally, featuring news, interviews, recaps, analysis rankings, and more. Hey, first of all, I want to say, Alhamdulillah, God give me everything. Alhamdulillah. I know you got this. You don't like this. Alhamdulillah. Here's your host, Idris Crawley. We are back on air a lot sooner than expected on your Tuesday, September the 17th, one day removed from my birthday. Alhamdulillah for 36 years and inshallah many more to come. Welcome to the show. If you're not used to the drill by now, you should be. This is the MMA Scene Podcast and I'm your host, Idris Crawley, writer for CagesidePress.com exclusively these days. Really happy about that. And I also share articles and my thoughts on the industry as well as rankings for all of the major weight classes of the sport of mixed martial arts over at MMA Scene Blog. On today's show, we're going to talk about the card that happened over the weekend, that being UFC Fight Night 158. KSW 50 also happened over the weekend, but due to so many things going on over the weekend, I didn't get a chance to view that event. But I hope to do so over the coming days. In the new segment, at the end of the show, I will throw out some of the most important results from the show. Also give my predictions on this weekend's UFC Fight Night 159 card, as well as some fight news, um, some recent fight announcements and things of that nature will also take place in the new segment of this show. So let's begin with UFC Fight Night 158. And we all need to come to an agreement as people who cover the sport of mixed martial arts that we're going to refer to these UFC events by one name. Because, for example, UFC Fight Night 158 is also referred to as UFC Vancouver and UFC Cowboy versus Gaethje. So for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to refer to these events by their number. So UFC Fight Night 158 took place um, on Saturday, Vancouver, British Columbia, and was headlined by a very important lightweight um, fight between former WSOF champion Justin Gaethje and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I don't know how long we're going to give Gaethje that former World Series of Fighting title holder title because that was a few years ago and his standing in the UFC lightweight division in my opinion is far more important than him holding that WSOF title um, from a few years back but it was a um, very important fight in the lightweight division and if you missed the result here it is it's called a stop to this contest at 4 minutes 18 seconds of the very first round declaring the winner by T.K.O. Justin the What a performance by Gaethje, man. The guy is a monster. He's definitely a beast, and he's that guy that people are saying, again, yet another guy, that he's the one to defeat Habib Namahamadov. And, you know, we he he's definitely a threat on the feet and we know about his credentials on the collegiate level when it comes to um, wrestling ability but we haven't seen his wrestling in the mixed martial arts really uh, so it's kind of hard to judge whether or not he'll be able to handle Habib's um, 
chain wrestling and especially up against the fence because because we haven't seen it but he's definitely a contender and um you know when the fight started you could see or it felt to me at least that it was his fight to lose you know it's kind of like what habib said about tony ferguson when someone asked him is tony next and his response was that i don't even know why he's out here fighting guys like an old donald cerrone donald cerrone is old in the game now you know he's had many many fights um this is his second consecutive loss it's still a, a pretty quality quality win for gaethje but at this point you can kind of begin to pick apart his wins um an old donald cerrone as habib said um edison barboza who's no longer in his prime um james vick who who's talented yes but he's not even that lightweight anymore even you look at michael johnson who's struggling to get his footing in either uh 145 or uh 155 but you can really do that with anybody and and most fighters on anyone's resume you can do the same to habib you can do the same with poirier all these other guys justin gaethje is a beast um he's definitely a title contender and this is his third fight in a row where he's gotten um a first round knockout and you know a lot of people are talking about well Justin Gaethje is not reckless anymore he actually has defense and and those kind of things but um Shawn Humes has been saying for a while now that exact thing and now all the experts are getting you know the credit for it so it's good to see that people are are realizing that he's not just a guy that just throws and has no defense or anything like that um if you missed the show last week you know i i kind of put my thoughts out there on why i think gaethje can't handle habib if you if you missed it you know my argument was was that when you look at the wrestling credentials like he's definitely a high level wrestler but in MMA, we've seen him get taken down by lesser wrestlers than Habib. We've seen him get taken down by Michael Johnson and Eddie Alvarez. Um, he throws a lot of leg kicks. We saw in the Alvarez fight that many of his leg kicks got caught and he got tripped to the ground. And that's something that Khabib would love to do. Um, he is aggressive. Um, I think he's starting to, to change it up a little bit now, but he is definitely aggressive and he has cardio issues in the past people are saying his cardio issues aren't an issue yeah it's not an issue when he's knocking people out in the first round but when we see him going um outside of the first round his cardio does seem to be an issue and that's going to play right into habib's hands he likes to tire you out and have his way with you you know so um but what's next next for gaichi he talked a little bit about that that the um post-fight octagon interview let's hear it the irishman's retired i want i want a real fighter i want the winner of tony and khabib i want to fight khabib before he's gone and if tony wins nobody's gonna miss that fight we can put a million people in the stadium i love that the irishman's retired <laughs> but in all seriousness um you can't call out a guy on social media for weeks and weeks and then when you get in front of a microphone after 
one of the bigger wins of your career. Just say he's retired. I don't want anything to do with him. That makes a like little sense. And I think that's part of um, what's wrong with a lot of these fighters, too. It's left up to them um, whether or not they call someone out. And I think it should really be their management guiding them towards the best steps for their career. We saw a similar situation with Uriah Hall, who also won earlier in the night, calling out Israel Asania. I mean, you've been consistent at best while in the UFC, and you're going to call out the interim champ, man. You're not even top five, top seven, top ten. You know, so I think they needed to be guided a little bit. Um, I know Gaethje on the ESPN post show uh, stated that he wanted to wait for the winner of Habib and Tony. Um, who knows when that fight's going to get made, maybe sometime in December or January. Then he's going to have to wait again. And if Khabib doesn't want to fight before Ramadan, who knows when he'll fight again if he wants to wait. So that really doesn't make sense for Gaethje to sit out. Although I understand the move. I, I think the the fight that needs to happen really is Gaethje and, and Conor McGregor and the UFC wants to book Conor McGregor in a rematch with Khabib. Um, but if they really want to do that, then why not put Gaethje and McGregor on the same card as Ferguson and Nurmagomedov? So it really makes sense to do it that way because you're setting the winner up for a title shot, whether it be McGregor, who really doesn't deserve it, or Gaethje, who actually does deserve it. Um, I know Poirier's been angling for a fight with McGregor as well. Um, that could be another possible good matchup. But Gaethje needs another fight before he gets a shot at the title. And, you know, that's another um, positive if you were to book Gaethje and McGregor on the same card as Ferguson and Muhammadov because, you know, both guys have shown when this fight has been made several times in the past, they don't end up making it on fight night. You know, so if someone was was to pull out at the last minute, you still have a backup right there, a, a quality backup that people still want to see the fight, not really a a, a la Quinta kind of uh, situation that happened last year. So let's see what they're going to do with Gaethje, another uh, masterful performance by him, another scary performance by him, the guy has crazy power, man. And I, I would love to see him against Habib. I would love to see him against um, Ferguson as well. I would love him, would love to see him against McGregor. You know, so any one of those three matchups for him um, would be amazing. But the McGregor one is the one that makes the most sense at this stage. Also on the card, um, Glover Teixeira at the Ripo age of 39, picked up his third win of 2019, a very closely contested contest against um, Nikita Krilov. So hats off to him. Um, further down the card, Tristan Connolly pulls up the upset against um, Michelle Pereira, who decided to, you know, flip, spin, and do gymnastics instead of fight. Uh, so while it was an upset, you know, his approach to the fight is really what gave it away. Uriah Hall was victorious as well, and Misha Serkinov pulled off a Peruvian necktie, whereas Ariel Hawani calls it a Latvian necktie. Um, but it was a pretty solid 
uh, showing a pretty solid event overall. Like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time on it because, you know, the post-fight shows and everything that happens immediately after these events, a lot of times, you know, it gets repetitive if you don't uh, come out with a podcast immediately following the event. So uh, we're going to hit this break and come back on the other side with some news and we'll finish off the show. At the end, I'm the only one that's going to be standing. My new champion is coming. Let's go. I can't wait to go in there and have my rest. I just want to be a champion. That's my goal. On 28 September, the Welterweight Grand Prix comes to its conclusion when Zimbabwe's Temba Gurimbo goes to war with South Africa's Luke Michael for the EFC Welterweight Championship. He's not in my league, he's not on my level. I will finish you. Plus, undefeated Quentin Rousseau faces a new Cameroonian threat, Simon Biam, for the EFC Light Heavyweight Championship. 28 September, live from Carnival City, Johannesburg. EFC 82. Ticket and broadcast info at EFCWorldwide.com. Combate Américas regresa a Guadalajara con una cartelera explosiva de artes marciales mixta. El tapatío Horacio The Punisher Gutiérrez se enfrentará al norteamericano Chase El Güero Gibson en un duelo entre México y Estados Unidos. Mientras que Víctor Hugo Periquito Madrigal peleará en frente de su público contra el argentino Marcelo Headball Rojo. No te pierdas con la acción este viernes 27 de septiembre a las 7 pm en el Foro Sur. Entradas disponibles en Superboleto. Combate Américas es MMA. Mucha más acción. Oh, Angela's hurt. The body shot hurt her. Angela's in trouble. The unstoppable has been stopped. It's a rematch we've all been waiting for. It was an epic five-round thriller in their first matchup in Tokyo. And now, Chong Jun-nam, the strawweight world champion, and Singapore's Angela Lee are set to put on another ripper. As the atomweight champion, Angela Lee, looks to defend her strap. Chong Jun-nam, the strawweight world champion, looks to become a two-division champion. The time for talk is over. This is the moment the world's been waiting for. Let's blow through this news real quick. KSW 50 took place this past weekend from London, England. And the most important victors of the night were Philip DeFries, Thomas Narcoon, Roberto Saldic, and Norman Park. In Brave News, I recently spoke to Brave officials and they have informed me that they are still dedicated to the men's 125-pound weight class. If you remember last year, they attempted to crown their inaugural champion at 125, but Vilimar Alkasov had a misstep on the scales, and although he was victorious in the bout, he was unable to take home the flyweight crown. The Zabit Mohamed Shadopov calvin Carter fight has been rescheduled for a few weeks after their original originally scheduled bout 
It will now take place at UFC Fight Night 163 on November the 9th. Former welterweight champion Robbie Lawler has his next opponent as he will see action against Santiago Ponzinibbio on December the 14th at UFC 245. In some odd news, former welterweight champion Tyron Woodley is calling out Khabib Nurmagomedov for a catchweight bout, which seems to be more of a legacy building proposition than anything as he has made it known that he plans to make a move to middleweight before his career is done. And Paulo Costa has informed BJPenn.com, who should be ashamed of themselves for still supporting BJ Penn or having their names attached to anything close to BJ Penn, <laughs> um, has informed us that he will be ringside or cage side at UFC 243 for the Robert Ritiker Israel and Saudi unification bout at middleweight. Um, he says in the interview that Dana White has assured him that he will get the next shot after his victory over former title challenger, Noel Romero. So that is your combat news for this week. Quickly before we go, here are my picks for this weekend's UFC 159 event. I have Stevens over Rodriguez. I have Esparza over Grosso, uh, Stevens is by decision, Esparza via second round submission. I also have Pettis over Nam via decision. I have Askarov over Marino via third round submission. I can't read for Askarov. He's one of my favorite fighters, uh, former ACB flyweight champion. I have Aldana over Renault. I have Sidra Eubanks. Um, over Beche Cojea, um, both via decision. And I also have um, Hill is more experienced, more athletic, an overall better fighter than Carnalosi. But she's not, she doesn't have the highest IQ inside of the cage and she doesn't have the best game plan. So I think Carnalosi is going to take this via split decision. And those are the most important belts to me. I don't really like care about the rest of the card, to be honest with you. So that's the show for this week. A lot sooner than I expected and you probably expected as well. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm trying to knock off this rust because it's been a while since I've done podcasting. Uh, so bear with me over the next few weeks as I um, do this more consistently and improve along the way. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Take care. Check you out next week. Now that you are up to date on the MMA scene, it's time to get ready for the fights. Before your favorite fighters make the walk, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MMA Scene Blog for live coverage of all the action. <laughs>